I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Domo Origato, Mr. Trabato. How you doing, Travis? Trabato? Mm-hmm. That's, that's not good. I don't like that. Do it again. Better. I had to make it fit. Trav Travato? Travago? Oh, tri- no, you are you can't advertise for <laughs> random companies. You can't do that. Not a sponsor. No, it's <laughs> not a sponsor. Travis, I, I addressed you by your robot name because uh, you rolled a thing today. I sure did. Is fantasy just more restricted science fiction? That's right. That's the thing I rolled. It was number four. It was number four. I am number four. Yes, it was number four. Sure. A movie classic. Uh, Yes. One for the ages there. I am number four. Uh, Fantasy just more restricted sci-fi. Yes. Yes, Yes. it is. You're right. Uh, Undesigned. There we go. We, We solved it, everybody. No. So I this one fascinates me. Because of the history of uh, of science fiction and fantasy. Now, over on my YouTube channel, I actually did a tabletop history about the sort of historical journey of fantasy and science fiction or yeah. science fiction fantasy, as it was more or less thought of and called for the vast majority of its early inception. Right. Right. It was it was science fiction and fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it was just SFF. Right. Yep. And it got all jumbled up together. And, and really, I would argue that our modern conception of fantasy, this sort of like knockoff uh, medieval Europe with magic and elves and stuff, that didn't really solidify, I would argue, until the late 70s, early mm-hmm. 80s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lord and, of the Ringsy stuff. Yeah. Sure. But I don't think, and the key is, I don't think the Lord of the Rings did it. I think the successors to the Lord of the Rings, right? The what came who, out? What came out of the of the, the people who are passionate about Lord of the Rings? What came out of them? That's right. uh, that's what we got. Yeah, because Lord of the Rings was this sort of y- unique and single moment in time, right? It, it was this book it published. It didn't start a whole movement, but then you get forward, you flash forward. Like there was a lot of books that came around. But when you look at the stuff that immediately kind of follows or follows in the next couple of decades. When you see a lot of stuff, uh, it's a lot more like sword and sorcery. It's, you know, Robert Howard, both preceding and after Conan novels and things like that. It's really gritty, dark stuff. It doesn't look much like the Lord of the Rings world, right? Like mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings world had really bright morality and there was a good and there was evil and it was a sort of moral parable. These worlds were all gray. You know, the world of Conan is all gray and nobody's really good and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. And it took until like, Probably the late 70s and early 80s, I would argue, with things like Terry Brooks and the Sword of Shannara, which was just ungodly popular. And and all of those other images. I dabbled in those for sure. I sure. got in there. I think those are when the conception of fantasy and the movies, by the way, that were then made. Because the 80s had this glut. A ton of them, yeah. Yeah. It certainly did. Of, of those fantasy movies. But even then, I think of stuff like You're the Barbarian from Hunter from the Future or whatever. Right, which was mixing <laughs> fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of that. I think of the cartoons we grew up on. He-Man, Master of the Universe, yeah. He-Man, Thundar, Thundercats. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff mixed science fiction and Science fantasy. fiction and fantasy, yeah. Yep. Uh, and to me, the easy answer to this question of is fantasy just more restricted sci-fi? Probably no, right? I, I think the answer is... Fantasy is just sci-fi. <laughs> That's my answer. Right. Like, I just remove part of that sentence. Is fantasy just sci-fi? Uh, 
Like, yes. Right, because it doesn't even need to be restricted, right? Right. Even putting a box around what you would... It's it's much easier to put a box around something like hard science fiction, mm-hmm. right? Because hard science fiction is stuff where it's attempting to look at potentialities of our own world. And it doesn't... It tries <clears throat> to stay within the bounds of... Of kind of the physical laws of our universe, right? Mm-hmm. It has it has a very specific rule set the same the same way that Tolkien s fantasy does, right? Exactly. Whereas once you go out of that, once you start introducing psychic stuff, which is just future magic, right? <laughs> or uh, any once, kind of future magic, but yeah, yes. any, any kind any kind of non hard sci fi, yeah. Once you introduce the weirding way, right? <laughs> You know, Dune, Dune is very just that's a fantasy story, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There's good much, and there's much the way Star Wars is. Yeah, absolutely. Star very Wars similar. is just fantasy in space. Warhammer 40K is a very fantasy-esque story that employs all these fantasy tropes, right? Um, there's it's it just tends to be that thing. Once you walk out of the realm of like, let's say, um, <coughs> let, let's say like uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay, that's what I would call that like fairly entertaining, but kind of hard ish sci fi. Right. Mm. You have an A.I. that becomes unfriendly and attempts to sort of kill its human uh, its human charges. Right. That's pretty hard sci fi. The robot's not, uh, you know, the robot's not psychic. He doesn't have magic powers. It's just it's it's a spaceship. Yeah, it's gone wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. Once you get out of that world. You you wander into this realm that it the line just is no longer there, right? Yeah, I've 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 softened a bit on uh, my my problems with with certain certain segments of fantasy since uh, I, I last had a podcast about that. Okay, uh, a couple of years back, um, I have reexamined myself and my thoughts on it, and I don't I don't necessarily think that you know fantasy is you know crappier sci-fi or 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 more. Um, more hemmed in, you know, than just any kind of sci-fi. Um, I really, I really feel like the problem now is that because there were okay, there there were and are a lot of people on either side of the fence. Science fiction is great, fantasy sucks. Fantasy is great, science fiction sucks. There are right. people like that, right? Oh sure. I think the real the real issue is that we have 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 a crisis of classification here, and it's it's no longer necessary. Like we we need to get rid of sci-fi and we need to get rid of fantasy. We just need to call it all speculative, you know, call it speculative, speculative sure. fiction, spe- speculative movies, um, because that also includes horror. Horror is a thing that is science fiction and fantasy, right? Right. Like all of all of the horror movies fall into one of those two segments, science fiction or fantasy, unless they're just slasher flick, flicks, right? Like anything that has a monster or uh, Japanese horror. Oh, sure. Cra- crazy psychological stuff that. That deals with like spirits and stuff. That's yeah. That's fantasy or sci-fi. It's got to be, you know. Sure, the ring, um, right, or something like that. That's just a fantasy tale about a horror monster yeah. in the modern day, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I agree completely. Because if you took that same story, you know, if you took the story of uh, the mummy or something, right? Like the, the you, and we can reference whatever mummy we want, right? Um, but if you took that story of the mummy or any of the Dracula movies or mm-hmm. whatever, right? And you just rewound the clock 500 years or 
pushed forward the clock 10,000 years. Yeah, stuff like, like hardware, you know, it's like, it's like a dystopian horror movie, you know, stuff like right. that. Like, Did you ever watch the anime Vampire Hunter D? Did I ever? So you're asking me this question for the benefit of the viewers or the I listeners? Am. Okay, yes. yes. Yes, I have. I've seen it. Okay. I'm asking you because I know I say, we, we watched it together, together. like literally. So <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. That's a great example of fantasy in a sci-fi setting, mm -hmm. right? There are like laser guns and it's happening in the year 12,000 <laughs> or yeah. something insane. Yep. Right. But like it's pure fantasy, like that same story. You could remove like the little bit of cybernetic type stuff that's in there and the the laser guns and you could set that and exact same time story yeah today or or in any D, &D game ever mm -hmm. right it's there's there's nothing time sensitive about that story you're absolutely right like it's just speculative in the sense it takes this soup of of unreal concepts right and it happens to set them there I've never liked the idea that fantasy has to be quote unquote past, that you know, way. some yeah. kind of, of medieval hemmed thing. And by the way, I understand that like some people might say, well, yeah, sure. It doesn't have to be medieval Europe, but you know, it's just gotta be the past. So you could do fantasy in, in, uh, in, in the samurai era, Japan or ancient Greece or, you know, whatever. Yes, but, but a creative, creative artist can just say a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Right. And then it's fantasy. Okay. And then it's fantasy. Yes. And and I don't but like the But if you look idea. at Star Wars, the trappings look like science fiction. Oh, 100%. But, but in play, they feel like fantasy. Yes. So it's a, it's a weird combination. I think there are things that fantasy and fantastical type stories tend to lean on more right and if we don't if we don't have a little bit of a discussion like this are we're going to we're going to get we're going to get comments. So Here's the thing. Bring it I, on. Let's hear some comments. Sure. Here's the things I don't think matter at all to the definition of fantasy or science fiction. Tell me if you're on the page with me here, Trav. Okay. One, the presence or absence of magic. Yeah, I don't think that matters. No. Nope. Can be can be either, either, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yep. Okay. Uh, the time period, past, present, future. I don't think that matters at all for reasons we just articulated. Nope. Yep, doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, the presence or absence of non-human, uh, of non-human, humanoid intelligent species. Okay. Mm. Like elves. Yeah, elves, I, I, I get dwarves. what you're saying. Elves, dwarves, Klingons. Exactly. Yep, yeah. Sure. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Because Vulcans are just space elves. Vulcans are just space elves, yes. <laughs> They're totally space elves. Right. Uh, that's funny. Yep. Uh, so I don't think any nope. of those things actually matter. Yeah, they don't. They don't matter, but they matter so much to a lot of people. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, one of obviously the things I, I, I like to do is to paint models. I think most people listening to this would know that I'm, I'm, I'm painting miniatures because you probably found me through YouTube, mm -hmm. but like I was recently working on. Go check uh, out his channel, everybody like <laughs> and subscribe. Like and subscribe, smash that like button. Uh, no, I was recently I was recently working on an army that was set for Age of Sigmar for a fantasy setting, but it's a very un, you know sort of planescapey, wide, crazy fantasy setting with lots of different. It is definitely not medieval Europe, right? Right, right. And I'm it working is alien to medieval Europe. Yes, 100. percent In fact, they blew up medieval Europe to make this world. <laughs> um, 
but the, I, you know, the, in, in this, I was working on like machines, like I'm making this army of, of flying craft and, and flying tanks and little, little gyrocopters and stuff. And so I was kit bashing them and using a lot of very futuristic type parts. And some of the comments I got when I posted the miniatures you know, on various social medias for review was, I like it, but that's not fantasy to me. Ah. Right. Ah. And I, you know, on one hand, I was like, that's fine. I get it. Everyone's got a personal sense of this. Thing, yeah. Right. It's, it's like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with your personal sense of the aesthetic. Like you, that you do you as it were. Right. Um, but at the same time, I don't know how they could, if pressed, define that in a way that to me is is actually defensible because it's not right. Yeah, because all of those things you could you could press on and and find the counterexample in culture of things we we all generally agree are good. You've mentioned Star Wars a hundred times. Space wizards running around with laser swords. Yep. You know is 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 a. That's a, a pretty great, fantasy. I mean, we need to write. We need to write that 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 movie. I'm just saying. Space wizards, Space with, wizards laser with laser swords. swords. Yeah. Yes. You know, you can think whatever you want to think of the Last Jedi, and there's a lot of mixed opinions about it, and that's fine. This isn't yeah, gonna. I don't want to kick. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. That, that it was fine. What I think about it. That was fine. Sure. Yep. Fine. <laughs> but the one thing I did greatly enjoy was them in world referencing the fact that their wizards using laser swords are basically, you know, when. <laughs> Just that I, I love that final admission that, you know, this is all kind of Yeah, that I do that I did appreciate Um, because there's there's just that's what we've always said. And it should be self-evident to anybody in that world, too. Uh, But here's the things I there do was think. a time when I might agree with those those kind of haters, though. Sure. Like I, I, I can see myself, you know, some years back just being like, yeah, you're right. That's not fantasy. Fantasy sucks. This is cool. That's what I would have been like. You know what I mean? Sure. Because, I would be like, thank God you're finally not doing that stupid garbage fantasy. Right. You went through a very strong, quote unquote, anti-fantasy yeah. period. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, what I would say is, though, there are some things I think we can we can sort of glom onto as guidelines as opposed to hard rules. Right. Things you tend to see in in fantasy that you that you that aren't necessarily there as often in in uh in science fiction okay so i think fantasy more often again these are guidelines not universals maybe I yeah, think, let's hear it okay i think fantasy more often than science fiction concerns itself with a sort of objective morality or the moral system of the universe Whereas I think science fiction will often tend to concern itself more with like uh, if, if, if morality is even part of the conversation, it's not a clash of good versus evil or that the world is ambiguously and the universe is ambiguously gray. It's more about individual sort of societies, moralities or experiences. So I think of things like um, I think of things like serenity, right? Uh, where it was concerned with this sort of individual society, morality, the story of rebels and stuff like that. Uh, again, that's not always true. I just think that's a trope, a trope more often deployed. See, in I would that. say Serenity probably is is more comparable favorably with fantasy than sci-fi. <laughs> Even though it has basically nothing. Yeah, it's all sci-fi, but fantastical. it feels like a fantasy story to me. Sure, sure. 
uh, because it's a because it is a science fiction story constructed like a story in the past of a Western. Mm-hmm. Right. And and rebels and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I think uh, like like we, we, we've derailed again into that, that area where we just need to say it's speculative. It's not sci fi. It's not fantasy. It's all speculative. Do, do we do, do we don't we don't really need the the hard boundaries anymore. We don't no, have to. Have I them. agree. We have a freedom, you know, as as storytellers to, to go beyond that. And I think anyone who's fighting to keep those boundaries, that's fine. Have your boundaries, but but don't be down on people who are outside of those boundaries. You know, don't be like, yeah, that's not that's pretty good. But that's not fantasy. Don't do that. What is that? Sure. A hundred percent. Because oh, you're you like you like cars. I don't like cars. <laughs> that's what you're doing you know what i mean right, it's like, what, right what the hell is wrong with you guy yeah i mean i certainly agree with that it's it that has to do with sort of the modern mode of thinking we especially in the western world have this we're, we're all saddled with this enlightenment era uh thought that emerged that everything had to be categorized mm-hmm. right like that wasn't the way humans in the west or in most of the world whatever tended to think for a long period of time it was just sort of the 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 birth of science and the enlightenment period we had a bunch of you know basically nobles and rich people sitting around in parlors assigning everything into buckets right everything had to fit in a bucket everything had to be categorized you're either this or that a or b and that's the way the world is but that wasn't how most of history worked right we didn't think of things so rigidly and I'm not saying, by the way, there wasn't groupings before. Of course, there's well, always been yeah, groupings. And, I, and all I was saying was just, we just need bigger buckets and we need to be free to swim in them buckets. Yes, I think people like that's the whole point that I, I'm saying we need to dispose of that concept that everything can be categorized in a hard way where you can somehow litmus test the thing. Particularly in a creative space when you're talking about cr- things that are based on creativity. Right. You know? That's right. damaging. It's it's very damaging to creative work. And and art went through this same thing. Right? Oh yeah, big time. Where, like, hugely. Yes, where it was like, oh well, that art isn't real art because it's yeah. doing. It and then, looks and like every this. twenty years, people felt that way. You know, like twenty years had passed, they'd feel that way about another kind of painting or or whatever. You know. Absolutely. Whereas now we live in a world where I think finally art has more or less, especially like what I would think of as traditional mm-hmm. art and all the associated like woodlaying. Like woodlaying, yes. If if literally walking into a room Inside and stacking some two-by-fours against a wall is art, then we have left behind categorization, folks. Like, we're good. The world is wide open now, okay? But we just need to come to that realization, you know, as a whole. Yes, I think Aww. within, within I'm this... I'm such a care bearer. Absolutely. You care bear, you nerd. Hey, no, I, I, like I said, I've had a turnaround since our, our fantasy versus sci-fi podcast long, long ago. Yeah. I I think to me, the, the answer is these really are, it's funny because we both, I think grown a lot about this because we both thought a lot about this in the past couple of years. And it's actually molded a lot of our tastes, right? Uh, there's a new campaign world. I'm working up for one of my games right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not defining every corner of the world or going into great detail because we've talked before about how that's not the right way to go when you're designing it's going these things. a little too far usually, yeah. Absolutely. But I am giving like, I'm just picking a bunch of interesting things, defining like, 
Here are some nations or cultures that exist in the world. Here are some yeah, interesting you're cherry, pick, cherry picking awesome, awesome nuggets to drop in when when necessary. Absolutely. And when I actually run a campaign in that world, I'll pick one of those things that's mm-hmm. going to be relevant to the to players that yeah. and, and that story. And I'll expand it. Right. But at any rate, when I'm writing this world, I find myself just pulling in concepts that I would have traditionally thought as being pure science fiction. Mm-hmm. Right. But they fit. Uh, but they fit because I can have this cohesive area of the world where this is the technology level or the way the society works or or whatever, right? And it doesn't feel anachronistic or strange because here's this other part of the world and it looks like very much like what might we might consider this traditional hemmed in fantasy. Fine, that's where it lives and and sometimes these two things can interact. And I actually quite enjoy that kind of of overlap where you've got the freedom to play with that in a world. And and by the way, our own world isn't that different. Like there are lots of different, even now in our modern globalized, very connected culture, there's plenty of parts of the world that live more or less in tradition or having, you know, more elements of the past being more a part of their daily life. You know what I mean? Than, than what we might experience. It's not like the whole world moves at a static level of advancement universally across the globe. That's just not how worlds work, right? And and that's true in our world where we are globally connected. It's certainly not true in a world where mm. where things aren't, where cultures could go centuries and never beat each other. You know what I mean? So it just feels like you could easily have different developments, especially in a world with magic or psychic powers or other, you know, sort of physics breaking nonsense. And there's nothing even contain, you know, forcing you to contain it to a world. Like you can have three worlds all you can see that other world over there in the sky. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of this of this campaign setting. Um and that's the that's a place where there's dragons with cybernetic arms. Over here that doesn't happen though. Right. You I know? think back to games like Fantasy Star 2, which you know oh, yeah. is one of my my Multiple my worlds in that one, I think. Yes, my second favorite role-playing game of all time. You know, you start out, you're a dude with a sword hunting bugs outside of your your small, you know, town. You have cloning stuff. The world goes, like, dips more and less fantasy as it goes on, you know. and That cloning stuff was grim to me. When I started playing that game, I was like, oh, my God, every time you reload a save, you're a new clone? Yeah, it's super dark. You're not even you anymore. Yes. So dark. If you die, they restart. They they give you a new clone with all your with all your memories uploaded. Oh. I'm like, wow, uh, yeah, that is dark. But Scary. but it dips in and out through fantasy in in into, in into fantasy into science fiction back and forth and back and forth, right? And I think this is one of those things that I, to me at least, and maybe this is a misperception. I'm not claiming that this is a, a fact. I'm saying this is my perception of the thing. It seems like. Uh, especially in the world of video games that came out of Japan, but that that especially yeah, they like certainly had a sensibility of, of a, a blending of the two. Right. That they were much more willing to constantly blend those things together. Like a lot of the Final yeah. Fantasy games do this all over the place. But I mean, there's there's just countless role playing games that blend these two elements with with like because they're not different. They're just telling a story and using all of these things, right? There is no using whatever pieces are actually interesting. They're just yeah. using interesting stuff, whether whether it be you know maybe categorized in a bucket over there or over here. It's just the interesting stuff, right? Right, absolutely. 
And so I, you know, I think that's one of the reasons those games did like attract me so much when I was, when I was young, when I was a teenager. Right. And I got my Sega or my Sega CD or whatever, you know, uh, I was, I grew up when I was young. I watched Thundercats and He-Man, where these things were blended. For you kids, that's like that's like uh, that's like uh, like an N64. <laughs> yes, if you were cool, you had a Sega CD, right? If you weren't cool, you you had Nintendo crap. Uh, so just just so we understand how I fell. No, I literally I literally couldn't think of a newer game system. Um, Xbox. There you go. Sure. Xbox. It's like an Xbox, kids. Sega yes. CD is like an Xbox. I loved that your most up-to-date reference was the competitive system basically from that same time period. Um, but, you know, like, to me, it was just the natural continuation of that media. That, that still happens up- constantly, though, right? So they're still making games that way. Like, they're still making Final yeah. Fantasy games and other, 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 quote, fantasy games, but they're just not. They're, they're like fantasy sci-fi or yes, sci-fi. I mean, whatever way you want to – whatever which, which way or way you want to cut it. I, I like your idea of a new term. There's no way it would actually catch. It's well, one of those not my idea. But yeah, uh, sure. I it, 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 yeah, it's it's a kind of a it's a speculative fiction is just a thing like that's that, yes. that's that's the way they have categorized things more recently. And and I like that categorization, right? Because Sci-fi I think or etc. Yeah, there's there's sort of a there's an anchoring, a connotation, an annotation, whatever that's in our brain that it's very hard to break when you use these terms because we have we you know our brains are little neurons all connected to each other and there's a lot of baggage that comes around when i say something right when you certain words bring a lot of baggage with them i think all of those terms are very loaded because of the cultural experiences we've had and how we've built yeah. up these buckets and these walls using a more a different term suddenly shatters that that preconceived bucketing and allows you to go oh okay yeah i can see how those things <clears throat> yeah could all be part of the same bucket yeah i think that's that's a good point so, so I, is fantasy just more restricted sci-fi no, I no. I think the answer is no. It's just sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> they, it's all, it's all sci-fi just sci-fi fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just all sci-fi fantasy. And uh, I, I think just uh, to capstone it, use the interesting parts. Like when in doubt, just use the interesting stuff, whether it's sci-fi or fantasy. Don't just be like, well, I can't have a laser gun because there's elves. No, you can. Absolutely. Get yourself some laser guns. Give them to the elves and lead the revolution against your cybernetic dragon overlords. That's what I say. On the other planet, yeah. All right, undesigned. Undesigned. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We certainly appreciate it, as always. You can check out everything else I do on YouTube. Uh, channels under my name, Vincent Venturella. Uh, as always, give us a nice rating or review on iTunes. We really appreciate that, and it probably does something. Uh, so that's kind of cool. But we thank you for listening to this one. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.